Welcome to a new episode of Deconstructing Catholics. My name is Jesse Morgan and I'm broadcasting to your device from Gleason College. Today we're going to be discussing the topic of what is so good about being about the Catholic Church along with the question, can you be a good person without actually being Catholic? I'm recording with Gleason Year 10 students Kaylee Williams and Michael Weldon who will each be sharing their own views of the Catholic Church and will help discuss the topics along the way. So Kaylee and Michael, did you both grow up Catholic? Uh, yeah, so um, I grew up in an Irish Catholic family. Um, I was baptised in the St. David's Parish, um, but I haven't done any other sacraments and my parents aren't practising Catholic. In fact, my mum um, was baptised as Anglican. Um, so I didn't go to church very often growing up. It's not like a um, thing that we do every Sunday or anything. We do it very rarely. Um, but like my grandparents still say grace at all the meals, etc. So yeah, I did grow up Catholic in that way. I grew up in a semi-Catholic household. Uh, my mum is very Catholic, but my dad hasn't done any of the sacraments. We used to go to church a lot, but now we only go at like Easter and Christmas and with family and stuff. But uh, most family gatherings, we do say grace uh, before meals. Uh, my nana and pa are also very Catholic as well, as it's part of their daily routine and stuff to be to go to church on Sunday. Okay, so tell me a story about the first time that you felt your Catholicism affected your moral compass. So I guess for me, um, one time that I remember was when I was like five or six. Um, I was in the car with my sister and my dad. And I think it, it must have been like Good Friday or something because my dad was telling us uh, for the first time uh, about uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. In school, we hadn't really learned about that part. It was kind of just, you know, oh, the Easter bunny comes at Easter. Um, and he described it like really in gruesome detail and so that was a little bit scarring um but it also like it promoted a lot of like empathy for me you know I didn't really understand the significance of Jesus yet within like the Catholic Church you know the reason why he died why he died for all our sins or anything like it was great when he came back in this little story that I was told um but I guess that was the first time that I felt I was really um impacted by Catholicism, my moral compass, because I just had a lot of like empathy and I understood that like him dying and especially in that way was like the wrong thing. With my moral compass, I was really affected by uh, the events happening in Iraq with ISIS because I didn't really understand what was happening uh, when it was all being broadcast on the news. Um, but when I found out that they were doing it to preach what they believed was right, I didn't agree with that, with the way they were going about it, but I found out that the Catholic Church also didn't agree with what they were doing. So I kind of sided with the Catholic Church. But later on, I've also not agreed with some of the things that the Catholic Church has decided to do as well. So I've kind of been in an imbalance here, as I can see that like these uh, groups uh, not doing the right thing, but also this uh, church that I've looked up to for so long has also not been doing the right thing from my point of view as well. Okay, so that was very interesting to hear. And my next question is, who is one person in your life that you believe is truly good and why do you think that? So um, I guess for me it would probably be um, my Nana Williams, so my dad's mum. She came from a pretty, like, rough... Um, 
beginning I guess she didn't have the greatest upbringing but she's just she's someone who stands out to me as like a really really selfless um, compassionate person she's always been really nurturing Um, she worked as a nurse for most of her life and then after she retired she still kept um, volunteering at the nursing home that she used to work at so um, I think that just kind of stands out for me as like a person in my life who I believe is truly good um, I believe that my pa is like the best person I know for being like good because he's always volunteered to multiple different charities and schools and he volunteered as a groundskeeper at my primary school and he's always been there for my family and our family friends to help out in times of need and stuff like that. So. Okay, so do you believe, was there one thing that happened to them in their lives in particular that motivated them to be a good person? So for my nana, um, she grew up in Ireland and when she was 10, um, her mum, her dad and her little sister all died in a car crash. So um, she was left, so she had her, um, like she had several little brothers and she was a little bit older than them. Um, and she had to go over to Australia where my uncle and my aunt lived and she had like never been to another country before or anything. So, um, she was over there and her aunt and uncle weren't like, they were really nice, but they weren't the most active caregivers in her life. So they didn't really, they kind of relied on her a lot to take care of her little brothers. Um, so I'd say that was probably a really big influence in her life and what made her like what motivated her to be the selfless person that she is now because of that experience she probably felt like she didn't really have anyone who was like nurturing her you know being there for her so she decided to be that person for other people instead and that was like it was also reflected when she had um, my dad and all his brothers and sisters he has six brothers and sisters and she's like kind of made it her mission to be the person in their life that like makes them happy and is always there for them. Uh, The event that made my pa what he is today in my eyes was his involvement in the Vietnam War, um, especially when he came back to Australia. Uh, So when he went over, he went in as a soldier and he was telling me this story a couple of weeks ago about how when he came back, he had a newfound view on what life was supposed to be like because he had seen so many people lose their lives in this war and he wanted to make his life worth living um, on in memory of theirs. So he decided to give his life to volunteering and helping other people uh, in their times of need so that he can feel like he's doing justice to those who gave their lives for our country during that war. What's the first story that comes to your mind when you hear the word hell? So recently um, I was working uh, at my job like um, on at Kmart at the checkouts um, and this old man came up to like my register and I think it's unfortunate. I think he had um, a bit of an like a few issues but he basically like I accidentally laughed at something I wasn't meant to laugh at like because I was like um hi how how are we today and he was like well I'm alive so I was like oh that's kind of funny um and then he's like no it's not funny and you shouldn't be laughing at that and (laughs) then he started telling me like if you don't watch out missy you're gonna get like punished at the end or something like that I'm like wow okay this is intense it's 11 45 in the morning can you 
can you calm down? Um, but yeah, I guess that's the first story that I think of when I think of hell. And I think like it was a really bizarre threat to give a 16 year old. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty common kind of idea with hell just being like this, this punishment for like the most mundane, ridiculous things that you could do that like I wouldn't qualify as like a sin but it's like that's the threat that you give people like you're gonna go to hell for laughing yeah uh the first story well it's more of an event that I think of when it comes when I hear the word hell would actually be the holocaust in world war ii and the reason I think of that is because I feel like the people who went through that the Jewish and anyone else who was affected by the holocaust would have felt like that that would have been like hell on earth for them. And it would have been much worse than any kind of afterlife that they would have to deal with because of the way that they were treated. And it's almost like the way we hear about hell as punishment for crimes or sins we do, it would feel like to them that they were being punished just for existing and the way that they were treated it was almost like their existence was a sin on its own and it, that's why it would have felt like hell for them because there was no way to escape it. Which sins do you think justify going to hell and why? Why do you believe all sins not have the same weight? I, I don't really believe in hell um, at all. Um, I think some people like are horrible and they've done terrible, like inhumane things, you know, things that human beings shouldn't even have the capacity and the conscience to do. Um, but I think, I feel like eternity and like the fiery pit is a bit of an unreal, unrealistic and almost like a, a childish idea of justice, I guess. The idea like that, like if you do a bad thing, well, you're going to be like roasted in the fire forever, like... I don't know, that doesn't really seem like a very realistic kind of idea of justice to me. And I think, like, all sins, um, quote-unquote, are different and, like, some affect others, you know, murder and all that. Um, But lots of, like, the sins that, like, Catholicism and um, Christianity think are, like, sinful, that they're, like, really outdated and some cause, like, like... Sometimes more damage is caused by, like, judging these, like, sins than the actual sin itself. You know, people get really worked up over, like, the most insignificant things that don't really affect them. And then they end up, like, acting in what I would consider a more sinful way than the actual sin itself. Um, But, yeah, I think some people just do really bad things. But I don't think that, like, hell is a suitable punishment for them. Uh, Well... The sins that I think would be deserving of, like, an actual punishment in an afterlife would definitely be things along the lines of murder and things to do with, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but pedophilia and stuff like that that really do affect people's lives in major ways and change the ways that other people live because of your actions. But... Other sins like, I don't know, like robbery or just punching someone in the face on the side of the street shouldn't really deserve you to go to hell because of that one action that you did that doesn't really affect anyone other than yourself because you pay for 
what you did there. But the sins that do affect people, I do believe you should be punished for, but not in the way that hell is painted out for us, as in like what Kaylee said, being burned alive or something, because that doesn't really sound like a punishment. That more just sounds like torture. Um, a punishment would be having to face the people that you affected and having to actually apologise to them for affecting their lives in that major way. Um, so I think that would be the way that those kinds of sins would be punished, if that makes sense. So do you think looking up to Jesus, like thinking he's a role model, is being the same as being a Christian? Why or why not? Um I guess, like, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, but um, I don't think so because, like, other religions, I think um, Islam and um, uh, Buddhism, I think, they, like, they look up to Jesus and they tell, like, the people in their religion to be good, like, in the way that Jesus was good and to look up to him as a role model because he was just, like, he was undeniably a really good person. Um, and so I looked up. I look up to him, yeah, in that way as a good person and I strive to be like him, you know, which if if you think about it um, is kind of the Catholic message. So I guess in a way that is kind of being part of the Catholic faith but in terms of the actual organised religion aspect of it as in believing that he was the son of God and that he was born from a virgin and that he died and then came back to life three days later. I don't believe in all of that stuff um, and if that's what, qualifies someone as a catholic or not a catholic then no i wouldn't say i am a catholic but um he was a really really good person so um i think that everyone really should look up to him in that way whether or not they have their own religion or are agnostic or atheist uh from my point of view it's along the same lines as what kaylee said but looking up to jesus as not a person but like a moral compass so to speak as in you should follow what he did as that's what we are put on this earth to do is to be kind to one another and to look after our neighbour and not to be rude or angry against people just for what they believe in. And I believe that looking up to Jesus in a way that makes him out to be a God or the Messiah is not the way that he would have intended us to look up to him as he was just an ordinary person in my eyes um, who just believed in something and believed he could make change in a world that needed it back in those times and um, arguably now we need change as well. Um, so looking up to him is more so looking up to his actions than him as a person, if that makes sense. How do you think being raised as a Catholic has changed you? Um, so I'd say it's probably made me, like, just more aware. So um, obviously um, if, if I wasn't raised Catholic, I would probably, I mean, as for me, maybe it would make my life a little bit easier. Maybe I would, I don't know, you know, um, <laughs> kind of accept myself more, kind of not really have the judgment of people because Catholics can be really judgmental, I guess. Um, but it's also like, and so it's made me more aware of like Catholicism and all of its issues. That's probably something I wouldn't be as aware of if I wasn't born and raised 
Catholic. Um, but it's also made me aware that there are like lots of good people in the world and some of the best people are Catholic or Christian or just have some form of religion because they have like they have something to believe in, you know, they they have a goal, I guess, with their actions. Um, so I yeah, I think that Catholicism like influences people to be good a lot of the time and I think that's something that some people forget when they're talking about how um, corrupt the Catholic Church is or how many um, issues there are with it and there are these issues and those should be like acknowledged but um, yeah I think it also brings out a lot of the good in people. Well I am a Catholic but I don't fully follow the Catholic tradition if that makes sense. I don't believe in most of the things that the Catholic tradition preaches. I believe in their message and what they're trying to say, but the way they go about it, I don't agree with, with most of their traditions being very outdated and needing to change along with the times, which I just don't think will happen in a religion that's this big, being the biggest religion in the world. Um, so I don't believe that religion on its own has affected me as a person that much, but I believe that the messages that they have given me are through taking the sacraments and having it as a background for my life has made me a better person and be more open to people. Um, like lots of my friends are well, I don't want to say it, but they're very against what the Catholic tradition would believe is normal, but I believe they are just people and normal people who should all get along with one another, whereas the Catholic tradition thinks that they are outsiders or people who are different and therefore shouldn't be. It's not so much that nowadays, but the tradition is still there that they don't believe that they are people so much as they are living beings, if that makes sense. Um, but it hasn't really affected me uh, that much to know that the tradition is like that, but to know that the original core message that they're sending is to be nice and uh, kind to um, everyone, if and that's how I believe that it's changed me, if that makes sense. Well, thank you for listening to this. That's all we have time for today. If you're interested in hearing more episodes from Gleason College, feel free to check them out on at our podcast own page. The link is in the show notes for this episode. Uh, this podcast was produced by Jesse Morgan, Kaylee Williams and Michael Weldon for Gleason College in partnership with ArchD Radio and Podcasting. Be sure to connect with ArchD Radio and Podcasting on Facebook for photos, news and behind the scenes stuff. Thank you for listening and make sure you've subscribed to this channel to hear heaps of other stories from school lives.